This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. The podcast you are listening to of Holmberg's Morning Sickness is brought to you by my friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Trust me on this one. You've had barbecue before, but you haven't had it this good. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com. When was the last time you had really good Texas-style barbecue? Eric's Family Barbecue, the way it's supposed to taste. Always delicious, never rushed, and prepared to perfection. Eric's Family Barbecue uses only 100% fresh meat, slowly smoked over mesquite wood until it's juicy and delicious. We all know their brisket is the best, but have you tried their pulled pork, pork ribs, or rib tips? Amazing, and their sides are all house-made. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meat, mesquite, repeat. Make the trip. You won't be sorry. Go to Eric's Family BBQ. BBQ.com for more information. This man needs medical attention. Holmberg's morning sickness. The old method of treatment for a person in this condition was to throw him in jail. Good morning, everybody. Hello there. Welcome to Friday. Right before a three-day weekend. That means it's a half-ass holiday Friday. My name's John Holmberg. There's Brady Bogan, Brett Fessley, Big Dick Toledo. This is the morning sickness, and it's ready to go, and I have to say, yesterday was just a weird, last night was a weird day. It's the first time in about 17 or 18 years that this show won't have somebody's ears on it, and that's a fact, because just a couple days ago, I got an email from this very person who said that they were listening again in the ICU, uh, a guy named Mike Rimbrax, who became friends with the show. Rimbrax. I was called him Rimbrax. <laughs> Added extra letters, because his name was so Polish. The movie man. Yeah, he knew every movie. It was a movie guy. Mike Flicks. If you wanted a movie, he'd get it to you on a DVD before. Oh, he's the guy. He's the guy. Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't know that was him. Yeah. Okay. And Mike, it, we've all had friends in our lives. Mike passed away yesterday. Uh, he's been battling um, blood clots. And I've known that. So he's been in the hospital in and out since around the middle of December. And uh, back and forth, you know, I don't know if he's been in the entire time, been able to get visitors. And he's like, I'm not ready to see people. He's had operations for blood clots. And his lungs. It worried me because Mike was my uh, drinking buddy. Mike drank too much. There's no question about it. He was part of the Arizona drinking yeah. team too. Uh, Mar- so, and, yeah, they and were posting about Mike it last drank night. too much. He, there's there's no question, no doubt. I've talked to him about it. I that's no you know like bash on him, but he drank too much. And uh, and so he you know he was he's a regular at a couple of places. I he introduced me to uh, what's that Bridget's uh, Bridget's yeah. yeah went out to Bridget's because he had a crush on the bartender Holly who is crushable. She's a beautiful girl. Uh, and then Mike would uh, awkwardly hit on her, and I and Flip Orley and I went up there with him one time, and uh, and he's a regular up at Casey Jones, like they know him real well. But he drinks too much. But I don't know if that was it. When he told me about a month and a half ago, he's going to just stop drinking cold turkey. I'm like, what's going on? Like, is it the drinking or is something? Because the last time someone said that to me, they smoked. I'm going to quit smoking. I'm like, you smoke three packs a day. You don't just stop that. Something else is in your head. What's going on? He goes, I don't know. I just don't feel right. I'm like, is it the smoking or is it something else? And he said, I, I, if I stop smoking, I bet I feel better. I'm like, all right. Well, he knew his body was – something was wrong, and he ended up like a month of not smoking, and he had pancreatic cancer. Ugh. So I think Mike was dealing with the same things. Like, I drink too much. I know I drink too much. Something's not right. And when he stopped, he went into the hospital, and they found blood clots. Well, they've been doing these surgeries. I talked to him a couple of days ago. He said, 
back listening. Show sounds better than ever. Uh, you know, blah, blah, blah. I said, loved Brett. Just thought Brett was the greatest addition of anything of all time. He emails all the time and then uh, had another blood clot, went in for surgery and didn't make it, oh. which is crazy. But Mike was that friend we all have. And this is weird to me because uh, he, he – like I became friends with him. He came here because he won a um, an auction to sit in on the show. can't remember the comedian. But it came in when we had an interview with a comedian and he got to hang out in here with us. And still Brought his – Caroline's. Yeah, he brought food. I forgot about that. His Facebook page still is the day he was here, the the big picture on the cover page. And so uh, last night a friend of mine, Phil, says, we have a mutual friend who wanted me to tell you that Mike's on. His mother passed away last year, and it just it devastated him. And I don't know that that didn't play a part in his health declining. He was that friend that uh, just kind of showed up. And I, and I don't feel guilty about it because it's me, and I understand people die, and there's nothing you can do to beat yourself up about it. But he texts me probably every day yeah, uh, something about getting something to drink or meeting up every day. And after a while, there's that friend thing where you're like, all right, enough. You know, Mike, stop. I can't – every day can't – like if I say I can't go today, that doesn't mean ask me about tomorrow because that's how it always was. And he was a great guy. But it was that thing where it's like, hey, Brady, want to go get a drink today? Oh, I can't again. Tomorrow? Ah, tomorrow I got a meeting. What about the day after that? It was He was just going to go until he found a day you were open, and it felt like you were getting trapped. And then once you'd have a drink, like he'd want to do it again the next day. or once you'd, you'd go. So, but, but then when I'd go have a drink with him every once in a while, we had a great time. But it was always that guy who, you know, and then now he's, he's gone and it's weird. But that guy who bugs you, like he drives you nuts. And then you like hanging out with him, but you don't want to hear from him every single day. Yeah. So I would tell him, like, Mike. Because I'm just kind of blunt. Every damn day. You can't ask me out on a date every goddamn day. And he would laugh. A Come date. on, Kimosabi. No, yeah, and he called me Kimosabi in chief <laughs> all the time. And I'm like, that's got to stop. And he wasn't doing it like as a joke. He called, right. me, he called me Kimosabi. I think he called plenty of people Kimosabi. Which was kind of one of the charms of him was that he was missing that element of social skill that made him a little awkward and also a little bit comfortable. Nice guy. And he laughed at everything right. He, he was funny. Uh, but uh, it's the first time in, I think, about 18 years that this guy is not listening to the show. And he was an avid fan. So we become, occasionally, we become friends with somebody who's like a super fan. And uh, I went from being some, you too, Brady, I went from being some weird character in his brain that walked on water for some reason to just the guy sitting next to him drinking. When I first went out and did anything with him, I was always uncomfortable because he would comp- or comment, I guess, on me being nice to a busboy or a waiter. Like it surprised him. A busboy would go by and he's like, hey, blah, blah, blah. And we were at a, a place called Bootleggers one time and the busboy came by and asked, are you John from the radio? I'm like, yeah. And he goes, oh, my God, can I get a picture? I'm like, sure. So I took a picture and Mike was like, "I this is unbelievable. Like I, I got to tell you, that's the nicest thing I've ever seen anybody do. I'm like, Mike, it's nothing. It's absolutely zero. And this kid is delusional to think that that valuable picture is valuable at all it's nothing it's like taking a picture of any other person here it's strange and it just it always floated but then kind of brought it back to earth but it's weird to have him gone uh i will say that he's not going to text me anymore that's good (laughs) and i deal with death differently than most people i'm like there it is you know that's the one but uh it is strange because he was a constant on my emails and certainly on my phone i did enjoy my time hanging out with him uh, drove me bananas on top of it all uh, with his with his constant requests. The worst part I have about this, the only guilt I carry, is uh, while he was in the hospital around Christmas, he 
text me and said, hey, I'm in the hospital. Uh, can you help me out? The people watching my dog are going to leave and can't do it. Can you come get uh, a dog's name, Remy? Come get Remy and take care of him while, for the next few days. Well, I've got this three-legged pit bull that's triggered by other dogs outside of our little pack of dogs. Like She likes our dogs. I don't know how she's going to respond. I didn't want to put this little dog in that kind of situation. So I told him, and we were. And so we were thinking about going up and playing in the snow. So I don't know if we're going to be home much on Saturday, and we might stay. And I said, so I really don't want to say yes and then have to shuttle your dog off to another person. And he said, okay. Uh, we ended up not going because the snow came late. It was like Christmas Day. Christmas, yeah. Remember how hard it was raining? And I just didn't want to travel in it. But I didn't also call him back and say, hey, we can take your dog now. Hopefully he had made other arrangements. So the last real conversation I had with him was kind of uh, yeah, more of a lie, more of a bull kind of thing where I'm like, hey, I told him I was going, and I didn't. Now I could help, and now I'm not going to. So that's the, you know, you always have that moment where you think back like, oh, I could have done something different for this. Yeah, person. how now could I have gone. answered that? Look, you can't I, do that I just don't want to. Yeah, you can't do that to yourself. Yeah. But, yeah, it's, it's weird, though. It was an odd night, and I got that call. The strangest thing in the world, that dude, uh, you know, just didn't make it through the through the surgery. I don't know the details of the medical side, though. But it is funny. You lost a friend kind of unexpectedly once. Uh, your buddy Wilty, right? Yeah. Just kind of get a call. I remember you were sitting in here, you got a call, and you came back, and you go, Wilty's dead. Widowmaker. Yeah. Got the heart attack, just dropped him. Nobody saw any of it other than his, you know, his, his wife. His general size and everything else. Nobody oh, was like yeah. waiting yeah, for this. He was this an athlete. Thing. Yeah. Well, he used I mean, to be. Yeah, used to Yeah. I and mean, he wasn't. I saw him. I knew he was no longer an athlete. Yeah. But he was a, a bigger dude, you know, susceptible by the. The writing on the wall, but nobody was like, "Oh, it's happening! It's coming! It's soon!" You just—it takes you by surprise. And I'm sure your last few moments are like, "Oh, I should have done this. I should have done that." Or you always have that moment for a, for a little bit at least to go, "Oh, I didn't make an effort to call." That, more. In that case, you just don't know. But yeah, right. I, I I felt like I I know what you're saying because you know I I I think the one that would compare a little more would like be yeah maybe my mom's my my grandfather Papa <laughs> yeah. But I had that final weekend with him. But there's a couple of things that you were like, oh, maybe I'll reach out to him in the next week or two, see how he's yeah. doing. And you just didn't do it. Yeah. And then that, that that's the thing you play. is like, yeah. oh, I should have, could have. Yep. You, you try to have that last moment. You try to have the closure moment. You're not going to have it. Because now you know that would have been the last time you talk. You, you don't know that. Right. The last time you talk to somebody. Like me talking to you right now. This I don't know that this is the last time. So I'm not going to yeah. say all the things that you wish you could have said. By the way, I have to say uh, that only our listeners would do this. Uh, Eaton Alt, Alt House was the one who emailed me after I found out, the first uh, listener that knew that uh, Mike was gone. And uh, so beautiful, his words. I, I, I immediately sent it off to the people at Hallmark and said, this guy needs to write sympathy cards for you. Subject, Rimbrax is dead. Brutal. <laughs> that's it. That's how I found out from – that's how he was – had I not known already – that's how he was breaking you really the news. Have to, to me. read the rest of the <laughs> no, email. No, there wasn't much to it. But that's how he broke it to me. So had I not been told already, that's how I would have found out. <laughs> Rembrandt's is dead. That's it. You're done. But uh, yeah, to to all the people who knew him, he was a good dude. And the you know sad thing is he didn't have much family. Uh, his mom passed away. I think he had a strange uh, relationship with his brother, and they're trying to figure that out. But it is weird. Eighteen years for sure. Eighteen years. This guy has not taken his ears off of this show. And uh, was a proud fan, which is strange. It was like if, if we were uh, far-right-wing Republicans, he would be the leader of QAnon. He was our shaman. He was the one who would storm the castle for us. 
And uh, and I know there's a couple others out there, but uh, you know, a true ghoul, a true ghoul, <laughs> like top to bottom ghoul. Boy, we are one dysfunctional family. It is really, <laughs> it is a strange thing. But it was, a, yeah, it was just one of those gut punches last night when you hear that because I didn't expect that. I talked to him two days earlier, two days ago, chatted with him about, you know, you doing all right? And he goes, yeah. yeah, everything's good. Got you know, still in the hospital trying to get through this thing, and and then you know, told me his last texts were like, I was terrified. Like I was terrified of what was happening. I, they they kept telling me it was really bad that this, and I, don't, I almost didn't make it through the first surgery. I didn't know he was having another one. So, to all you listeners, just to say, uh, just in case you guys all die, like a couple of probably die this weekend. You know, you don't know, right? Maybe. I hope not, but yeah. uh, we appreciate you. That's basically what this is about. And never get the chance to say that. It may be a chance for you guys to look at somebody like your Rimbrax, your Rimbrax friend. And say, the guy kind of drives me bananas. I like him a lot, but he drives me bananas. But maybe take that guy out for a drink this weekend. Maybe- or that uh, thought of, like, you know what? I should probably call him and you haven't. Like a, or, or send him a don't, text. Don't do that. If you've got a friend like Mike, don't open the door with you calling. Don't, don't be the one who breaches that. Trust me. Unless you're saying, hey, I'll meet you for a drink. Because you don't have to open the door. He was the guy who asked every day. Yeah. So when you've got, and everybody's had a friend like oh, yeah. that. Everybody's had that friend that's just like, dude, can't do it. Can't. Do it. And you find yourself just like, you feel like a jerk. But a lot of the times I was telling the truth. I can't. I can't do that. I can't go to, you know, I, almost every time you're out there at that React defense, you want to meet up at uh, the uh, Bridget's last laugh. And I'm like, dude, I've got that. I got to go home. I got, I, it's too much. Well, but tomorrow, I'm like, Mike, give me a break. About the day after that. Yeah, exactly. Give me a break. I'll let you know. And then, he, you know, a week would go by. What do you think? Vodka's with the unwashed? <laughs> Be like, all right, I'll have a drink with you. God damn it. And then I'd end up having a great time with him. I feel like um, I'm on what like cruise control with my dad. Yeah. Because you can never have enough. I mean, it's been two or three years. You've where I wouldn't be surprised events. if that call came in like, right. hey, uh, dad didn't wake up or dad's gone. Right. Yeah, and so you just want you know that was one where okay, I just want to make sure. It's like every time you talk, yeah. you're just you're good. You know, it's a little different. It, you with don't that. you don't yeah. cover it when you talk. No, but you just know okay. And Mike was only like fifty two, yeah, fifty one. It's different because my my it friend who's ninety four who passed away. We always said like the right thing when we'd leave when we'd part company. Yeah, you always are like this might be it. There's a good chance this ninety four year old guy doesn't have tomorrow. So take advantage of right now and say say the right thing before you go. And you always try to do that. This might be the last time thing because you're seeing a 94-year-old body in front of you. And he was always good, but – and then he finally passed away. And what do you do? You go back and say, oh, we were supposed to see him, but they had a COVID shutdown at where he lives. And yeah. So we couldn't have that last day. But the last time I saw him, we had a nice talk at the end. And I'm like, hey – and I just remember saying, I appreciate you. Love you, Freddie. We'll talk to you next time. And I didn't get to talk to him the next time. Same thing with Rimbrax. I would have never thought this is the last time. And I'm never going to live my life thinking that. That's a you that's can't. a fake way to live. Like, this is the last time yeah. I'm going to see Brett and Brady. Yeah. Especially somebody your age. You just don't, right. you don't think of that. Oh. The only thing I thought, only thing I ever thought when I'd leave with Mike was, okay, I got that out of the way. That's a couple more weeks before I have to have a drink with him. Because yeah, it was, it was, know that he was relentless. He was a relentless, he drank every day. It was It was available every day to go out and have a drink with him. And it made me feel like maybe he's a little lonely, you know, with some of that stuff. He was a he was a good dude, just a top notch dude, and everybody at the bar loved him, like he was like he was Norm, 
So it's weird, uh, 18 years. But uh, thanks to Eaton Althaus for breaking the news so delicately to somebody who, luckily, I'd already known. Hey, your buddy Rimbrack's dead. Brutal. Brutal. Thanks, Eaton. Anything else? Yeah, it was violent. I mean, it was real bloody. It was, uh, oof, dude's out. And then I get another email from a guy named Greg. Says, uh, get this. He goes, just to let you know the fragility of life. This is after I find out about Mike. Says, walking my dogs uh, yesterday, and I saw a man uh, getting his mail at the communal mailboxes in my neighborhood with his truck still running. He hops out, uh, goes around the back end of his truck, stumbles, falls, smashes his head on the sidewalk. Said, I'm standing with my dog. He's unresponsive, so I called 911. Eventually started chest compressions because the lady on the phone said to. His breathing uh, came back short and shallow, bleeding badly from his head. number of people came out of their homes to help. Paramedics got there. I'm fairly convinced the guy died while I was doing CPR. The EMT said he was in bad shape when they left uh, as a parent. Um... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It was apparent by smell and sight. I was trying to help. Uh, at half empty, he he pooped and peed. Oh. He emptied his bowels when he fell. Just wanted to walk my dog, man. That's all I was out to do yesterday. Was have my dog uh, and I go for a walk. It passed some guy's head wide open on the sidewalk. What would you do? What would you guys have done? I feel like uh, I would have felt worse had I kept walking or not done a thing, called 911 and just stood there. Uh, he said, uh, if he lived, technically my dog is what saved his life. I, I don't walk my dog that way. I feel like I should be more bothered by this. Uh, tell me what you would have done, Greg. So what would Brady do on yeah, Friday? Kind of a what would Brady do on Friday. Just, yeah. Think of that. You just see a totally healthy dude just fall and go. He's done. Just from a, a stumble. Yeah. Crazy. My uncle Friday. with the massive head yeah. trauma. Yeah, I remember him. He was walking the you know their property with his uh, neighbor. Mm-hmm. And when he fell, he fell about 11 feet. The and, first and, time? And the head hit the concrete truss. It was about a 10-foot fall. And it was like, according, you know, I mean, it, it was open. That's Pumpkin. his massive head trauma? Yeah. Nope. And the neighbor. Pumpkin? Went over and, and held it together, calling 911, and had to hold his head together. Good God. And he survived. Whoa. The alphabet was out of the question, but he survived, and that's a good thing. I don't know what I'd want. I think if my head's a pumpkin on the side of the road, I'd, I'd like you and, and your dog to just keep walking. And he coded for 11 minutes. Yeah, just keep walking. You see me slip and fall and smash my head on the sidewalk, and it opens up. And you see, if you see my brains, yeah, you can continue your dog walk. Yeah, there's no reason to really kind of hold me back together. I, that's enough. Because I can't imagine me coming back wanting to be part of that. I'm not heroic in that. I don't think that my my thumb doing a thumbs up and me mumbling like wah wah is surviving. Yeah, everybody else will be just fine. This this is the way I want to run. And if I bonk my head and you, if Brady, Brett, that's a rule. Okay, you ever see my brains? That's it. Just blow on it. Make more air hit it. <laughs> yeah, get a get a get a floor fan and point it at the opening, and uh, then just go. We get more air on that brain. The faster he's going to go. We don't want him back like this. Because the last you alive. There's, no, you are not. Because you know what? The only the first words I'll learn are kill Brady. 
I don't have that weird <laughs> hand. Okay. That's cute, John. No, I would. <laughs> and then I would only go through rehab to kill you. That would be the only reason, only motivation I had if Brady saved my brains. You kidding? The seats I'd have at sporting events, oh, taking you, you around? You see, I would take you anywhere. See you at parallel. <laughs> we would get in the second level, and I'd, I'd do everything I could to push you over with my chair. The the parallel bars where you see somebody learning how to walk again. It would be, like, it would be that Rocky music playing. It's like, look at how good John's doing. He's walking again. He's cursing me the whole time. He's talking. He's lifting weights. I go, pounds. And we got to be on the news. Former Valley DJ thriving after act. Looking good, Chief. Looking good, buddy. I don't know why I keep saying that, but oh, that's great. Always a laugh, that guy, even in his worst. Not kidding. You see my brains? Keep walking your dog. Call 911 so we got to clean up on aisle five, but let's. I'm not interested in that whole hold my head back together and let. I'm not Humpty Dumpty. All the King's Horsemen can just come over and stomp me out. But anyway, it's fragile. The whole the point is the whole thing's fragile. So just a quick note to let you know. Uh, you know, we all we all joke around and goof and everything else, but it is appreciated that the time you guys put in because I know Mike was one of those super fans. And losing a super fan's brutal. As super fans are are both annoying and scary and also super appreciated and a lot of the times really awesome people and he was one of those. So Tip of the cap to old Rimbax. He's uh, no longer with us, but uh, 18 years he gave us. Wrote me a lot of funny letters. I mean, he wrote for this show, too, a little bit on occasion. Uh, had some things that he would email that I would use that were great. So, uh, yeah, it's weird. So thanks to all of you guys for hanging around. And if you die this weekend, now I've said my piece. I love you. There. <laughs> I got that off my conscience. It's been a great run. Yeah, and if I fall in front of you and you see my brain, <laughs> just blow on the open hole and then kill Brady. We gotta save him. If you hear Brady say that, if EMT Brady says that, and you see my brains, kill him right there. Kill him dead before I go. We gotta save him. I can't. I can't imagine not trying to save him. Let my brains go. Keep moving, folks. Yeah, John. Do you Let think you, you want to get in the water with the buoys? Brady, <laughs> splash, splash, splash. You're getting so strong. You'll be back to good and Brady. I don't want to be that hero. Hey, Holberg! I don't want to be that hero. How's he doing? Brady? Yeah, Brady's here. Brady? Yeah, he's going to come in in a minute. Brady! He really he really wants to see you, Brady. Oh, that's great. That's all he talks about is you. Who taught him the choke move? Yeah, he still, that's what, I go to tactical black rehab. <laughs> Brady. All right, well, teach him how to kill Brady. <laughs> I mean, my feet all crooked, my hands all crabbed up and coming at you. <laughs> yeah, I have no desire. What about you? Your brains are out. You want me to save that and have you wander? Not much of a, not much of a life. Yeah. yeah. He's going to chase after you yeah. doing a thriller dance all the way down. <laughs> Kirby, baby. You didn't take Kirby out for breakfast? in a tube. Oh, Brady's eating through tubes still. How did Brady lose the ability to eat and gain weight? Get a puree of those pancakes. Oh, that one came out clear. Anyway, so uh, yeah, fragility of life. It's strange. And sorry to Gregory who wandered by that yesterday. That's no fun yeah, to that's see. Terrible. That's crazy. I remember driving on Priest or uh, uh, Price and Southern 
uh, way before the 101 freeway was there, I used to live over in that area when I first moved here. My mom and I were <laughs> – she was driving me to Little League practice, and uh, we go turn, and there used to be a – was that a, a Luby's Cafeteria? Is that what that was? The one yeah. where the old people yeah. eat at? Yeah. Remember that? And it was right – there was really the only thing on that corner. And uh, we turned, and there's a motorcycle that had been hit by a car, and uh, they had all that. They, they had, like, moved the lane. You had to drive all the way into the uh, oncoming traffic. They had blocked this whole thing off, and me and – I think my buddy Mike was with me, and we're – Mike uh, Burkhart, not Rembrandt. He wasn't there yet. He wasn't even going to go get a drink. We're eight years old. So uh, I'm poking my head out the window. I'm looking. I'm like, oh, look at that motorcycle. It's all torn up. It's And there's flares around uh, stuff not to hit it because it's kind of dusk. There's flares everywhere. And then there's one set of flares, and Mike goes, look. And right before they could put something over it, this dude's leg was just there, and he was laying over there under oh, a blanket. Oh. We didn't know that. My mom told me later that the guy was under a blanket, but his leg was they didn't have another blanket. It was probably another 35 feet away. So there's the bike in the middle of the road just mangled. His leg's probably 10 feet from the bike, and then about 30 feet from that is him. And I'm like, whoa. And that was that, I remember thinking, was the first time I'd ever stumbled. It was right after it happened. Stumbled onto that scene. No fun. And then that car wreck I saw where those, that dude. Yeah, that one. Was I watched that girl's head come off. That was, ugh. So you never know. You just never know. So live your life to the fullest. And if your brain show and Brady wants to save you, kill b- b- Brady. <laughs> Do you want your you your head put back together? No. 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 You know, I admire no, it when I, no I, see the, I see people like, you know, that Gabby Giffords got shot in the middle. Hopefully melanin. you have that choice, but a lot of times you, yeah, right, no, yeah, you're yeah. out. Well, you think of that Gabby was it Giffords. Yeah, I always yeah. want to say Douglas. Gabby yeah. Giffords got shot, and then you see her, and you're like, man. That, I'm good for you, but I—that's not something I ever want to go through. Like, I, and I, would I have a couple years. of friends. I have two friends that are still alive that h- had trauma. One was on a motorcycle. <laughs> you always stumble <laughs> over the <laughs> He got thrown off the back of a motorcycle. Uh, went to University of Alabama, and um, he's never been the same. Still uh, alive to this day. Yeah. He's been going from job to job, and you wouldn't know it if you um, right. You know, we're talking to him. Maybe there's something missing there. And then the other one went on uh, and got his uh, degree, got a medical degree. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> and still practicing, but he's still never been the same guy. They're not normal. Different right? guy. Not, My by, uncle by had what to you knew. use the other side of his brain because one was missing. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't I want to be that. revived just because, like, I, I don't want to put not only I, I, and I usually I'm a selfish prick, but I don't want to put everybody through all the crap same. of dealing with my dumbass. Rolling me That's around. the and, biggest yeah. reason I don't want to do it. Yeah. I got the surgery coming up, and I don't want anybody to have to drive me anywhere. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm practicing driving with my left foot right now because my right, my right will be out of commission. I am terrible at driving with I don't know if you've ever tried that for an extended period of oh, time. Oh, yeah. Oh, Just, my God. I not am, an extended period, but saying, look, I'm going to do it from drive from work so and so to, to home and yeah. convince yourself you can pull this off. You break like your foot's three thousand pounds. It's it's, a, it's like slamming on the brakes every time. No matter how soft you try to go, you are lurching. Yeah, and there's no there's no way. I'm yep. terrible at it, so I'm going to have to rely on other people to drive me around, and I hate that. We get Vader to pick you up every morning. Oh, that you what? what c- c- kill b- Brett <laughs> for even <laughs> suggesting it. Anyway, uh, it's six ten. The sad way to start the morning, but also a tribute to a guy who's a, a ton of fun, and you just never know when your when your numbers up. And it's a sad, sad way to go out. It was, you know, the last couple of weeks in the hospital trying to figure out what was wrong, and it, they didn't. But, uh, yeah, just a 
Look at that one friend that kind of drives you nuts today. That's the 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 moral of the story. We've all got that start? one friend that drives you. Nuts. Brady's going to get a ton of calls. <laughs> <laughs> one friend that drives you a little bit nuts. Kenny Laser. Oh my God, Brady! I really respect you and like you have. I like having you around. Gosh, you're the 14th person to tell me that. Today. Man, what's with all the calls today? <laughs> He's bringing off the hook. I'm the most popular guy in the world. <laughs> anyway, give that guy a call and, and uh, say, hey, let's go grab a drink because you never know. Let's get a wake up song, shall we? Five eight five nine eight hundred. A good one. We'll scream it together. It's ninety eight KUPD. Wake up! Oh my gosh! Shut the front door. You've been listening to Holmberg's Morning Sickness Podcast, brought to you by our friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com.